Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Chris. We love film reboots. Uh, maybe some of them. I find your lack of faith disturbing. We love reboots so much, we decided to make a podcast about them. You can do it! Every week, we'll dive into a different film and its reboot. It's alive, it's alive! It's alive! We'll talk about the pros and the cons. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. And at the end, we'll decide if the reboot holds up. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. This is the Reboot Rewind. And welcome to another episode of the Reboot Rewind, the podcast all about movie reboots. I'm Chris. And I'm Jordan. Jordan, it's been a while. How have you been these last few weeks? We haven't caught up, so how you been? Yeah, it's been a long time since we had the show. Um, I feel pretty good. I can't complain. One of the big highlights in my life, I don't know if I mentioned this on the previous episode, I probably did. My wife and I, we bought a house. So, Woo! yeah. Yeah, that's it, baby. I feel really good. Like, we feel great. And uh, this is the only the beginning for our future. I just want to say, Delia, I love you so much. And I am excited to see what more will come to our future. So this week... We are talking The Addams Family. So we are going to be talking the ver- the original uh, that came out in the early 90s and then the remake from 2019. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. But before we get into it, I will go into some movie facts and we'll throw it over to Jordan for the story. So The Addams Family came out in 1991. It was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, produced by Scott Rudin. It was written by Caroline Thompson and Larry Wilson, and it was distributed by Paramount Pictures. It stars Angelica Huston as Morticia Adams, Raul Julia as Gomez Adams, Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester, Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams, and Jimmy Workman as Pugsley Adams. Now, Jordan, over to you for the story. Gomez Adams and his brother, Fester, had a falling out for 25 years. Gomez's lawyer, Tully Alford, owes money to Abigail Craven, a con artist who realizes her adopted son, Gordon, looks exactly like Uncle Fester. Tully Alford suggests an idea that Gordon will infiltrate the Adams family house and pose as their Uncle Fester to find their hidden vault filled with tons of money. All right, Adams family, a early 90s original. Uh, Some people tend to really enjoy this movie, but I'm curious, Jordan, have, was this the first time you watched it? And what did you think? This was definitely not my first time watching the Adams Family movie. So the original Adams Family movie is a film that I enjoyed as a kid, but it was never a film that I cherish a lot like the other kids growing up in the 90s. I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie. It was the most Tim Burton movie that was never directed by Tim Burton. You, you could feel his influences in this movie. And it's ironic because Tim Burton is directing an Adams Family solo origin story. It's a TV show on Netflix and it's it's based on the character Wednesday Adams. So yeah, so the last time I watched this movie, it was about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago. Did I like this movie on the same level I did as a child? No. Does this movie hold up today? Sure. I guess. I, I think it's okay. I remember loving this movie as, as a kid. I really thought it was very well done, but I just I just don't think it's as good as, as I remembered it. Um, I, I did have some fond memories, but revisiting this movie as an adult and critiquing this movie as an adult, I, I feel like this movie just kind of loses me with some of the the narrative and the storytelling, especially with all the wacky and goofy characters. I feel like the movie 
takes itself a little bit too seriously, even though they add, you know, they, they did add some fun with the, you know, with the characters. But um, stylistically, what I did like about this movie, it does have its, it does have its own identity. This movie does feel very fresh, very different. Like I said before, you can see the influences of Tim Burton, even though Barry Sonnenfeld, he's most known for the Men in Black trilogy, which I love the first Men in Black. Last two were okay, but this is a very different type of movie because this movie is based on the TV show that came out in the 1960s, and that was a beloved TV show, which I loved. Uh, I thought Raw Julio was perfect casting for Gomez Adams. I thought he embodied the magic of the character. Um, I thought... Christina Ricci, if you, if you, everyone knows Christina Ricci from this movie and everyone had like a major crush, whether she was, you know, cause she was, her character is very dark and very goth, but overall the movie is good. I enjoyed it. I think it was great as I remember when I was a child, but, um, I'm glad I re- we got a chance to revisit it. It's not perfect. It has a lot of issues, some pacing issues, some narrative storytelling issues, but overall the movie was okay. So the first time I watched this movie was... I want to say maybe maybe four years after it came out, um, and I me- I remember as a kid not really enjoying it. I I, I think it's because while it is kind of meant to be a family movie, I think you get more out of it as an adult. That being said, this is the first time I've rewatched it since then, and I really enjoyed it. Right, this it it's a dark comedy. It's exactly up my alley in terms of things that I, that I like. Uh, you know, the family is hilarious, and they, it's it's funny because they um. They're into things that normal people wouldn't be like anything. Like if I if if I told you I'm going to go chop my brother's arm off with an axe, you'd look at me like if I was crazy. If you were in Adams, they would look at you with enjoyment and with pr- probably jealousy that they're not the ones that are doing it themselves. But it's a, the family is very opposite from a normal family. They're not murderers. Right. It's hard for me to explain, but they're like the complete opposite of what you, of a normal family in terms of what they value. I thought the acting was great and spot on. I thought it was funny. I really enjoyed like the mood and the setting. I enjoyed the music. And the story overall is pretty good. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Fester in general. I kind of wish they've found a different arc, to be fair, because really the whole movie does kind of revolve around him and he and that whatnot. So that that to me kind of wasn't my cup of tea. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I would definitely watch it again. Uh, I I remember I think that I found this on uh, Paramount Plus last either either Paramount Plus or I have to rent it. I forgot. But yeah, I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the Uncle Fester character. And I love, listen, I love the idea of the Adams family. The Adams family is a very creepy, very gothic, very weird and erratic type of family. I, I think their dynamic really works well on screen. It just didn't, I didn't really care for the natural flow of the film. And I didn't like that this movie was, too, I felt like it got too much of Uncle Fester. The, the, the movie, the, the importance of this movie and, and like the main theme of this movie was about Uncle Fester. And I felt like the Uncle Fester character, it, he was fine. I, I just felt like the, the, the performance of Christopher Lloyd Listen, you know, I love me some Christopher Lloyd. Whenever I, I every, every time when you watch Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future, he's great. But every single time he would speak, he would just, I, I, I can't separate Doc Emmett Brown and F- Uncle Fester. I, I would just wait for him to go, Gomez, we need to go get your kids, Gomez. Something has, something has got to be done about your kids. Like, I felt like I was waiting for him to do a Doc Emmett Brown impression. It's it's just the, the the wackiness of this movie was very weird, and I felt like it was too much of an Uncle Fester, and I felt like using Uncle Fester in this movie as a plot point 
could have worked, but I just didn't care for what they decided to do with the character. And I feel like we got a little bit too much of Uncle Fester and the character just wasn't very interesting, in my opinion. No, I agree. And for those of you who haven't watched it, basically the setup is Fester's been missing for a certain amount of time, a good amount of time. And at some point, it sounds like he lost his memory. So he didn't know he was an Adams. He really just forgot everything. And the villain of the film, which is technically his mother, quote unquote, uh, you know, gives him a brand new life and ends up he's kind of a criminal in a weird way. Uh, but the whole movie kind of just focuses on him becoming an Adams again and what that's like throughout the film. While Fester is obviously a main character of like the original show and every media that you can find out there of Adam's family. I just don't find him interesting as a character. So to focus the entire film for the most part on him, I wasn't a big fan of that. And I had to like put that aside for me to get through the rest of the movie because it's all based on him. See, that's what I was trying to say before. The movie was way too heavily focused on the Uncle Fester character. And I felt like that took me out a bit. And I, I and I like all the other characters. I thought Morticia was great. I love Wednesday Adams. I love Pugsley. I love thing i thought the, the the use of the thing was great it, th- there was a lot of elements in this movie that i thoroughly liked but focusing on this movie way too much on uncle fester and the story that they tried to convey to the to the audience about uncle fester how he lost his memory and how the family wasn't too sure if he was the real uncle fester or if he was an imposter I feel like they could have came up with a way better story. Now, mind you, this is a movie called The Addams Family, so I'm not expecting Shakespeare. But I was expecting something a little little more intriguing. This movie could have been way better. And it's not... I don't want to kick a dead horse. It's not a bad film. It's not a horrible... Listen, there are a lot of people who cherish this movie. And I'm so glad this movie has its fans. This movie is definitely a cult classic. When You know, when it came out in the early 90s, it wasn't a beloved film per se, but this movie is a cult hit, right? And a lot of people do love the characters. They love this overall story, but I feel like it's a little bit unfocused and I, I didn't care how they were just literally worrying about the uncle Fester character throughout this entire film. And that really took me out tremendously. Agreed. And while we're on the topic of characters, I know we went over, let's talk about Morticia and Gomez for a second. I love them together. I think they they pick the perfect actors for those two roles. Uh, you can tell, you feel the love between them, even though it's very kind of psychotic love when you think about it. Like they're again, the family is very much into being okay with murders and all like the you know dark stuff that a normal family wouldn't be behind. Uh, but I love Morticia in this. She's played by Angelica Huston. Uh, you, if you don't know, she was also the main character, the, the the Grand High Witch in the movie The Witches. Another phenomenal film that we have to actually do one day because there is a reboot. Raul Julia is great as Gomez. They're just fun together. Like I enjoy seeing them on screen together whenever they're doing their, you know, she speaks French and then he speaks Spanish. And like it's it's a it's a great, it's a wonderful thing to watch on screen. Christina Ricci kills it in this movie. She is phenomenal. And there's a reason why people know her from this film. She definitely stands out as, at least for me, as the most standout character of the movie. Even though she's not in every single scene, but the when she is on screen, she brings she brings the business. And it's it's so much fun to watch. I agree. I, I feel like Christina Ricci embodies the character of Wednesday Adams. Well, if you compare it to the original TV shows from the 60s, it's a very darker version of Wednesday Adams. Because when you watch the original TV show, it's a little bit more lighthearted. And you know, this was that was the 60s, so I completely understand 
you know, for the target audience. But here in the 90s, Christina Ricci did a tremendous job. And you, you cannot think of any other movie besides her portrayal as Wednesday Adams. Now, when you think about it, what what other movie from the 90s can you think of with Christina Ricci and besides the, the Adams Family or the Adams Family Values? Casper? I was going to say Casper. <laughs> the only one that comes to mind. I love Casper. That's an amazing movie. Yeah, when you said I'm like the only one I can think I'm sure she's done more. But the only ones I can think that really sticks out to me are Adams Family and Casper being her two most like breakout roles. And she's great in both. Most definitely. And I'm glad you brought up the dynamic and the love relationship between Raul Julia's character and Angelica Houston's character, Morticia. I thought they were dynamite together. I believed every ounce of dialogue. I was in, I was, I was just, I I felt so immersed in their love. I, I, I felt the dynamic. I felt the love. It, 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 they were so psychotic. They were so twisted and, dis, and weird. But they truly like they were like obsessed with each other. I thought the dynamic between them were great. Is it me? I don't know if you noticed this, but every single time Morticia was on screen, I don't know if it was the makeup, but something she had like this weird flashlight thing in her face. Was it like her makeup? Because it looked like somebody took a flashlight and just pointed it directly into her face. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the makeup uh, because she's meant to look really pale, like she's dead. I think that's really the common theme, at least with her. Uh, she's supposed to look like she's dead. She's, you know, her her name is Morticia, like Mortician, who takes care of dead bodies. So, like, it was definitely the makeup. Though I know what you mean. Whenever they showed her, it looked like there was like an extra spotlight on her face. Though I'm pretty sure that's just the light reflecting off of normal lights because of how pale her her makeup is. Did you like the dynamic between Pugsley and Wednesday Adams? Absolutely. I think they're fun, and you know, they're, they're, the the scenes that they're in together always involve some sort of torture or some sort of pain that has to go down. Yeah, I thought it was great. I think they're funny, especially when uh, she puts she hooks them up to like the electric chair, and then Morticia walks in and she's like, uh, she asks him, "What are you doing?" And she tells him, "Oh, I'm, I'm about to uh, electrocute." Pugsley and she's like not now as in not even telling her to stop she's just telling her this is not the right time to do that even the parents they let the kids go pretty far in terms of what they're allowed to do but there are some limits like I don't think that the parents would actually allow physical harm because you never actually see the the physical harm that's hitting Pugsley it's just assumed I thought that the the Pugsley and uh, Wednesday scenes were great you kind of forget that they're children because they kind of at least Wednesday speaks very much like an adult She's very mature for her age. Pugsley is a normal, you know, kid who just happens to live in a family that everyone, you know, they're all like just this huge dark comedy. But yeah, I I love those two together. Yeah, I thought that dynamic was 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 fabulous. I, I love them on screen. Now, Thing in the TV show, right? Thing would was was pretty much living in a box, and every single time Thing would come out, you would just see his hand waving back and forth, and he would grab maybe a tissue, he would grab something for for, for the Adams family. But here, they decided to go in a different route. They decided to have Thing run all over the place. And I thought that worked in its favor so much. I loved how Thing was running all over the place. It looked very, very real. I, I If I'm taking a wild guess, it looks like probably the guy who was portraying the character of Thing he must have been on like maybe some sort of a skateboard or and they use like a green screen effect because clearly that was an actual hand. It wasn't any CGI. So there was no uncanny valley. It, it, it looks very real. It fits the tone of the movie. It fits very well for the 90s. My mother, who grew up watching The Addams Family when she was younger, and she's not a big fan of the 
the Barry Sonnenfeld movies. She feels like these movies are too dark, and I don't know if it should be, I don't know if it's because she's a little bit biased because she grew up watching the TV show from the '60s. But here, I'm for me, I'm able to separate them both. I, I I enjoy the '60s television show, but I also did enjoy not as much as I did as a kid the remake that came out or or the original the actual film that came out in the '90s. I felt like that tonally fits the narrative for this that generation no agreed and i actually never saw the original tv show not that i can think of i remember watching see like seeing the monsters which is a whole other category somewhat similar but yeah i never saw the original adam stanley tv show so the movie was my first you know intro into that world all i gotta say is give me all the darkness i am here for all of it it is my kind of movie. I think it's, you know, like I'll go through a few points here. So the movie opens up. There are some carolers that are singing in front of the Adams house. And the family ends up just dumping this collagen of God knows what's in there in terms of like this sort of substance. I thought it was hilarious. From someone who doesn't like carolers myself, I could totally understand why they would want to do that. I would never myself do that to anyone, but it's a movie. And I thought that was really funny. I will also say that gomez is is i think a little too gullible a little bit too naive uh like any of the scenes when he was dealing with the lawyer that he from the beginning or really anyone they're pretty much telling him exactly what they mean or what they intend to do and it just goes over his head he's just oblivious to it so there is a secret chamber that's underneath the house where like gomez keeps all his money and everything now i thought it was a little bit ridiculous the process to get to the chamber. Like first you have to go behind the bookshelf. Then you have to pull the correct chain so that you don't get kicked out of the house or whatnot. And then once you get, when you pull the right chain, you get, you have to go down this really long slide that basically makes you feel like you're in, you know, DC discovery zone. And when you get down the slide, you then have to get on a boat. The boat will then lead you to the, to the vault. I thought that was insane. Like, I understand the need for security, but this man had layers and layers of of just things you had to do before you can even get to the vault. I thought it was funny, but I also, I also thought it was a little, a little bit much. I think we've seen that in multiple movies. I, you can clearly tell that that this I think when you when you see movies when the, you know when you're trying to go into a secret passage or a secret area where you're hiding something, I feel like that's been done so many times, especially in movies and back in the 30s and 40s like that's they obviously went the extra mile and and it became a little bit more ridiculous especially for the era yeah i thought it was very funny a little bit exaggerated but we're talking about a movie called the adams family so it was it was a bit it was a bit goofy but I, i'll i'll give it a free pass I, I felt like that's been done so many times but here when they did it i wasn't as shocked when they did that so i'll give it a free pass because it did flow narratively for the for the story yeah and something i also noticed uh, so the only time you see Wednesday smile at all in the entire film, and I'm, this is not me saying that she needs to smile more. That's not a, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that the only time you see her smile is when she's inflicting pain on Pugsley. Any other time in the film, she is stone faced. But whenever she has an idea or she like just strap Pugsley to a a, a chair that's going to electrify him, she's the only the only time she actually smiles. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, she gets she gets joy out of seeing people in pain, and it's a little weird because in the original show they were a little bit more, it was a little more lighthearted. They were a little, they were nicer. They were just weird. And let me ask you a question, Chris: Did they ever establish this, or this maybe just went over my head? Gomez Adams is he human? 
What is he? So everyone allegedly is human. Everyone's alive. Everyone's human. Uh, they just have a different way about presenting themselves. Like Morticia, I'm pretty sure is is she is human, but I'm pretty sure she purposely makes herself l- look dead because that's just her style. Uh, same thing for Wednesday and and Pugsley. Yeah, they they're they're dressed very oddly for children, but they're they're all alive. It's just a weird supernatural family. I don't think it's important. I don't think it's you don't really need to know. Like I I don't care to see a Adams family prequel and where they came from. Were they extraterrestrials? Like I don't care about anything like that. I'm not too interested in going backward in storytelling. But I feel like it, it was always a question mark whenever I would watch the Adams family. I always felt that something was. Not missing, but I would like to, I would just like, I would just, I'm a little bit curious to find out what they were exactly. But I think it's, I think it's sort of clear that they are human, but they never really addressed it because Uncle Fester is supposed to be related to Gomez Adams. How? I don't know why he has that weird hunch. He has those black eyes and I I, I just, I just don't know. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, to, to your point, Fester does look like he, he should be dead. Just because he has like the the he's super pale, uh, he has the 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 black uh, I guess the really dark shadowy eyes, so he looks like he could be a corpse. That seems to be a running theme with the family, even though they're not dead, as far as I know. I could be completely wrong. They look like they're dead, so I I can understand why anyone would have a question like that. Now we we all know that the Addams family is based on the TV show from the sixties, but actually the Addams family was created by a cartoonist named Charles Adams. And he created these one panel gags for this, for a magazine or I believe it was called the New York the New Yorker magazine from the 1930s all the way up to 1964. And then 1964, we were introduced to the Adam Family TV show. I think it's actually pretty interesting that this is not the TV show wasn't the original platform for the Adams family. It, this wasn't the original origin. It was actually a one panel short. It was it was like a a, a like, it was like something that you see like in a newspaper. No, for sure. And there are there are a couple of properties that originate that way. Uh, like Dilbert was one that originated from a comic strip. I believe Office Space, Boondocks. the movie off, Boondocks. Uh, Office Space also was based on a comic strip. Yeah, very cool. Snoopy, uh, you know, the Peanuts. Uh, I think Garfield. A lot, a lot of these iconic characters that we know and love today a lot of these are based on comic strips which i find very interesting so so this is going to be my nitpick of the episode okay. so during at the at the point where fester has returned to the adams family but he still doesn't know he's fester this is like right at when that starts something that i you know obviously the family gets suspicious they start noticing that things don't seem right you know at no point does fester like defend the reason as to why he doesn't remember things i think if he simply just said i lost my memory while i was away that would have been enough at least for gomez to convince gomez that this wasn't fester because obviously they all knew there was an issue he's not remembering things that he should know actions he should know and the family's getting suspicious but i think if he just up front once he first walked into the house just said yep i i lost my memory i i don't know who I am prior to this date. I don't think they would have been as suspicious, but again, at that point we wouldn't have had a movie because really what makes a big chunk of this movie is the suspicion from Gomez to Fester. And even the suspicion that Wednesday has, and she knows from the very beginning, this is not Fester. You can tell she's a very smart kid. Morticia picks up at some point. She kind of walks him through the graveyard in that one scene. 
And I think it's meant a bit to intimidate him to kind of just remind him what family he comes from. But I think this could have been easily solved if you just, if you just told everyone that he lost his memory. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have a movie, right? <laughs> that's the thing. And see, that's the thing. I, I just didn't like. I, I, I like this movie, but that's one of the main problems. I, I felt like that was a weird and odd choice to go in that direction. I, I just didn't like. I didn't believe that Uncle Fester was. You know, he he was brainwashed and he didn't remember who he was. And the Adams family weren't too sure if he was legit Uncle Fester or not. It was just. I feel like it was just too over the place for for for, for my taste, in my opinion. I, I just it was too many loopholes, and I I, I don't know. It's just we. I'm glad you brought that up, but that 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 bothered me a bit. I I didn't like that at all. Now, did you have a favorite scene? No, not really. I don't. I can't think of a scene that I really was like, wow, that was great. I, I mean, it probably was um, Wednesday was torturing Pugsley. I th- I thought that was very funny, but other than that. That's about it. There was there was nothing. There was not many standout moments that made me feel like this movie was very very memorable. But uh, not really. But what about for you, Chris? Were there any moments in this movie that you really that that stood out to you? I would say my favorite scene, as much as it's just oh too over the top, was just the the scene where Gomez and the lawyer are going into the vault because of how ridiculous it is. Like there are all these steps you got to do just to get into a room. Like, I'm pretty sure your fortune is safe, Gomez, at that point. Well, this was a fun conversation. I think we dissected this pretty well, though, as usual, we are about to get to the main event, which is the 2019 Adams Family animated remake. But before we get there, we're going to take a small break here for some sponsors, but keep it locked here on the Reboot Rewind. And welcome back to the Reboot Rewind. So we just spent the first half of the show talking about the original Adams Family from 1991. And now we're going to move on to the Adams Family remake that came out in 2019. So I'll go into some movie facts and then we'll throw it to Jordan for the story. So the Adams Family animated version came out in 2019. It was directed by Conrad Vernon and Greg Tiernan. It was produced by Gail Berman, Conrad Vernon, Alex Schwartz, and Allison O'Brien. The screenplay was written by Matt Lieberman, and it was distributed by Universal Pictures. It stars Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams, Charlize Theron as Morticia Adams, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday Adams, Finn Wolfhard as Pugsley Adams, and Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester. Now, Jordan, over to you for the story. The midnight wedding ceremony of Gomez and Morticia Adams was disrupted by an angry mob of villagers that reject the notion of anything macabre. Gomez, Morticia, Grandmama, Fester, and Thing evacuate the premises and decide to move to New Jersey. They find their perfect home on a hill, which turns out to be an abandoned asylum where they meet Lurch, an escaped patient from the mental institution. The family immediately embraced Lurch and recruited him to be their butler. 13 years later, the family continues to live their gloomy lifestyle, but there are still people in their neighborhood who are not very fond of them. All right, so we've arrived at the main event, which is the Adams Family animated remake. Jordan, have you seen this before? What did you think? Oh dear, oh God. No, I have never seen this movie when it first came out uh, back in 2019. And there was a very good reason why. The trailers looked stupid. It looked very, very bad. So, naturally, I decided to pass on it. It didn't seem like a movie that was going to be for me. I'm a fan of animated feature films. 
But this movie did not seem like I was going to be the target audience, right? So, of course, we decided to discuss this property because, hey, listen, it made a lot of money, spawned another sequel. So, clearly, people liked it, right? Not a fan of this movie. I am not a fan of this movie at all. I don't get it. I, I, I'm not a fan of the artistic choices. First of all, these characters are ugly looking. Horrifying. And I know this is supposed to be a horror-esque type of children's movie. I just don't care for any of the characters. Now, granted, it's nice to see a phenomenal cast. Oscar Isaac. Chloe Grace Moretz, Finn Wolfhard. That's great to see. Snoop Dogg was cousin it for some reason, which I don't understand that. But I, I have, I got nothing. I got, I had. There was nothing about this movie that was charming. It wasn't funny. It wasn't witty. The characters were annoying. They looked. Whoever decided to go with this animation style should get fired because I, I, I don't think this has a an appeal. Now, I get it. When you look at the artwork from the original Adams Family shorts from the th- from the from the 1930s, you could see that it's very very influenced by that. But here in a 3D platform, it doesn't really work well. In my opinion, I'm I might be in the minority in this. Um I know this movie has its fans. I know this movie was very successful. I believe it made like over 200 million with a over $20 million budget. So people do, people went to go see it. It's a kid's film. Just because it's a kid's movie does not mean that it's going to be a master masterpiece like The Lion King or Toy Story. This is just a dumb kid's movie and I, I didn't find it charming at all. It was painful to watch. It was boring. I, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 ban- I'm, I'm, I'm bashing this movie. I, I didn't think it was enjoyable at all in my opinion so i've never seen the film prior to watching it for the show i watched it and i was i did not like it i, I thought it was it was just it was there right this movie it's just it's a pat it's passable it just like it's not something i would ever watch again to your point it is a movie that is very much geared towards children and really only children uh, as opposed to other animated sh- movies that you know have a little bit of something for everyone in this case this is strictly for for kids i didn't mind the animation style it it, it does very much remind me of the of the, the shorts like the animation style is very similar especially looking at wednesday uh but yeah i think they take the characters in a very different direction than i would have cared for uh but yeah i think overall like the movie isn't funny it doesn't really to your point doesn't have any charm really the biggest eye opener here is just the cast like the cast is phenomenal they have a really good cast playing these roles but the story just isn't there at all and i I don't think it's funny they take the the characters in very opposite direction compared to the original like wednesday isn't as dark and like moody and gothic as she is in the original uh morticia basically lets Wednesday do whatever she wants, which didn't really didn't happen in the original movie. I I probably won't watch this again. I think I actually saw this on Paramount Plus. I want to say, uh, but yeah, I was not a fan of this whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not too sure which movie I rented or saw on Paramount Plus, but uh, yeah, man, w- what a waste of a cast because the voice acting was was spot on. I will I will give it that, but you know, the 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 voice actors can only do so much with a. Very bland script, and and they 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 decided to add an, a line in there, and it was just the line wasn't very funny or interesting. 
Um, I, 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 what the one saving grace about this movie is, I did like that they decided to add in a new character to the mix. Now, not part of the Adams family, but uh, Wednesday makes a friend in high school or junior high or wherever she's supposed to go. And uh, this friend is a loner and uh, she befriends Wednesday. She wants to be like her and she's, she admires Wednesday's bravery and how bold and supportive Wednesday is. That was nice, I guess. But other than that, it was just Uncle Fester was just goofy and Morticia was there pugsley looked horrifying he looked like Ch- uh, charles lee ray if you guys are not too familiar with the name charles lee ray that is chucky from the child's play franchise since you know not, not 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 chucky he looked like have you ever seen that movie um was it seed of chucky oh oh yeah like the, the kid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was bad that was so bad that was so bad that's what he looked like he looked like uh, Glenn slash Glinda or Glenda or something like that. That's what Pugsley looks like in this movie. I didn't think Pugsley was funny. I didn't think uh, the th- I thought the thing was well, the thing was the thing. It, it was fine. It the, the thing was being it's, the it's, thing. It's, it's a hand. I mean, you know, you can yeah. only do so much with it. Oh, God, this movie is so bad. And I have no interest in watching this movie ever again. I will say I, I did kind of like the friendship between Wednesday and the, the, the girl that she meets. Uh, specifically because when she becomes all like got when the friend becomes all goth or trying to be like Wednesday, she also happens to be the daughter of the the main antagonist in the film. Mm. Who I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call Karen, uh, because the, <laughs> that's exactly how she acts. Uh, it's just a, just a, it's basically a mother who is very much against everything the Adams family stands for, and is like the top boss of the town in terms of like, like if there was a PTA in this movie, she would be the head of the PTA. It's, it's like that kind of character, but she's also like really annoying and she's just in everyone's business. Like leave, leave them alone. Like you have, there's no reason why you need to be up in the, the Adams family's business the way that you are. But listen, I'm not just, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned a mother and this is, I'm going to say a positive for this movie. The moral for the overall story, in my opinion, maybe this is, maybe there's something else that I'm missing. Cause, um, I, I watched this movie like a week or so ago. I would say the moral of this movie is to accept people naturally who they are. I feel like in this day and age, this fits perfectly. It, like, I Listen, I, I still thought this movie was garbage, but I, I, I did like the overall message for this movie. I did like how we have a, a woman who's, a, a, let's call her what it is. She's a Karen. And she just didn't accept the fact that the Adams family are just being themselves. And I think that's that's the most important that's the most important theme of this movie. It's just it's just to be yourself. No, you're right. And I, I think, you know, the, the moral is great for a kids movie. I think it's important for kids to learn be yourself. That's okay. Nothing wrong with it. Anyone has a problem with you, they don't you don't deserve they don't deserve to have you in their lives. But I think the movie does do a good job at presenting that towards kids. Uh, and I think that really is the the only takeaway I have uh, in terms of like what I learned from this movie, because to your point, I also was looking at the how long the movie was running for about an hour and a half. Like, OK, this isn't so bad. It's like watching a, an episode of, of a show. It's not as long as a traditional movie, which is which tends to be the case for animated films. But yeah, I, I thought that at least they were able to get the message across without it getting convoluted. I, I like that we both picked up the same message. Yeah, and, and and listen, you you could still have a 
piece of crap movie like this one. But I I, I will give it props. The, 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 you know, it, it it did have a beautiful underlining message. You know, like you said, be yourself. Don't change who you are for other people. Just people should accept you for who you are. And I think that's a great message. But I just wish I just loved the characters. I wish I cared about what was going on throughout the story uh, through a narrative standpoint. And that's just it's, it's just it's just so unfortunate because whenever you bring up kids films, people just think kids films are like this or like Boss Baby, like very, very, you know, uh, they're very they're geared toward towards a younger audience. And here in, th- in this case, this is a prime example. But, you know, we, you could still have great movies that are catered to kids, but also for the adults. And this is a prime example of a movie that this movie is just only geared for kids. I'm not saying I'm listen, I'm not trying to say you can't be an adult and enjoy it, but I just feel like that's going to be a very very small percentage of people who are adults will enjoy this movie in my opinion. I, I could be t- completely wrong, but I don't think this movie will work for a lot of adults. Now, what do you think about the dynamic between Wednesday and Pugsley in this version? It was fine, I guess. It it just wasn't as hilarious and gruesome and, and and i felt like the dynamic between pugsley and wednesday in the original movie felt more authentic and it, it was just it was funny you know here it just felt too kid friendly i i, I and it, it was a little dark but i i just didn't buy into it i i, I never really bought their dynamic in my i, I just ne- i never did no i agree i think that the only dynamic they have in this film is that they're siblings that's it like, and we're aware of that, like already going into it, that Pugsley and Wednesday are siblings. But I, I don't get the same chemistry. And again, maybe it's because it's animated compared to live action. But I don't get the same kind of energy or just the the same feeling of these two being a family and these two really being each other's best friends. They're, yes, they're siblings, but they're the only they're they're the only two like kids that they interact with as much as someone else. Uh, but you don't feel that in this movie. They're ju- they're just siblings. There's no connection there. I think Pugsley just happens to be in the movie. I don't think really has any like important role to play. He's just in the movie because he has to be, uh, or else people are going to start asking questions like, "Oh, why? Where is Pugsley?" Uh, but I don't think they give him very much to do in this film. It it very much focuses on Wednesday and like her trials and tribulations going through going through you know life as a teenager and this new friend that she makes. But yeah, there is absolutely no dynamic between Wednesday and Pugsley. And I can say the same thing for Morticia and Gomez. You don't see the same level of love and the same level of connection that you get from the live action version in the cartoon version. Yes, they are married. Yes, there are scenes with them together where it's very clear that they love each other, but you don't feel it. At least I didn't feel it the way I did with the original. No, I, I could agree with you more here in the new installment. Yes, we we know that Morticia and Gomez are obsessed with each other. We know that they love each other immensely. We know that. But here, it just didn't feel like... It it just didn't have that natural flow like in the original movie did. Here, we just know Gomez and Morticia love each other, and that's it. But we know it's just just supposed to happen. But it just doesn't... I, I never got there... Not, I never got there. I, I just never felt their dynamic. I, I never felt their relationship, their love, their passion for each other like in the original movie. Was there anything that you did like about this movie? Ah, oh, the music. Da-na-na-na. 
I mean, I hate the I hate the uh, the opening uh, the end credits where they try to modernize it with some stupid rap, and that bothers me. And I'm some guy. Uh, listen, I'm a guy who loves hip hop music. I love my hip hop artists. I, I I'm obsessed with the genre, but here it just felt so shoehorned. Like, oh, this is for the kiddies because hip hop is in. Like, it was like a, it felt like an arm nudge. Like, hey, you get it? We're just gonna remake this song because I think the like, the song is with the Migos. Or something like that. It's just so stupid. What about for you? Did, did, did you like the music? Yeah, I thought it was good. I agree with you, though, at the end. Like, the rap wasn't necessary at all. I think it was a little too much. I think they were just trying to pander towards kids who liked hip-hop and, like, basically kids' bop version of hip-hop. It was. It, it is what it is. Uh, I think, overall, like, I, I enjoyed hearing the original theme. Again, that was kind of nice. Uh, but I basically had absolutely no love for that end for that end sequence at all. It just felt like they were going through like now that's what I call music volume two thousand or whatever. Yeah, how many of those have they made at this point? Many. Now, did you happen to have a favorite scene? <laughs> the the end credits when the credits were rolling, like not after the rap, like when you know when you get to the black screen and you see everyone who was involved in the movie. That was the best part. But you gotta, but I had to watch it on mute. So this film, the animated version, got a sequel. Clearly. They did something right, and I guess it made enough money where they were just like, oh, people want to see a second one. Uh, I have not seen the second one, nor do I plan to in terms of like the animated sequel, though I just can't believe this movie got a sequel. It's like Resident Evil. Those movies are terrible. I love them personally because I'm a big Resident Evil fan. I know that the movies have nothing to do with the games for the most part. They're bad. They're terrible, They're but they're good action movies. People watch them because they want to see things blow up. That's the only reason you watch those movies because those movies did really well, and that's why there's like six, there's like six of them because they they did do very well. Are they good movies? Absolutely not. But no one is saying they are. But people watch those movies because of the action, because there are things in those movies that can pretty much gear towards anyone. I think that that was my thought there. We should talk about that one day because you know they made a remake of that one too. Oh, yeah, and now, yeah, yes, yes they did. But before we talk about that, do you think the reboot holds up? Come on, man. Come on, Chris. You already know my answer to that one, dude. You already know my answer to that one. Hell no. I I think it's I think it's so bad. It it's I it's not the worst movie ever. It's not the worst animated feature movie ever. But it, this is certainly not a movie that I will never ever revisit unless I have children and they want to watch it. Other than that, I am definitely not watching this crap. I would say the same. It does not hold up. I I really enjoyed the first one. I would watch that like multiple times. I haven't seen Adam's Family, Family Values in a while, but the, I agree that is a hilarious movie. Uh, yeah, I will not be watching this one again. It does not hold up. Please, if you're an Adam's Family fan, do yourself the favor. Don't watch this. Or maybe watch it just to see what you're not missing. Uh, that's that's my <laughs> thoughts. Now, yeah, if you want to torture yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to torture yourself, please feel free. It's I'm pretty sure this version is on a streaming service. It was the original one I, th- I think I had to buy, which is fine. I would totally buy it. Now, next week, Jordan, because you told me you have never seen The Witches... That's what we're doing next week. We are doing The Witches. Now, <laughs> oh, you can God. find you can find the remake on HBO Max. The original one you have you will have to buy. I looked it up already. I can't wait to get your thoughts on this. The Witches is a, is a very very unique, very strange movie, but I think it's fun. Uh we'll go more into that next week, but we are talking The Witches next week here on the Reboot Rewind. But until then, we want to thank everyone for listening. We want to wish everyone a phenomenal weekend. I hope you're enjoying your summer, and we will see you next time here on the Reboot Rewind. Take care, you guys. See you later.
You've been listening to the Reboot Rewind podcast. To get in touch or suggest a reboot, send us an email at info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. That's info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.